I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 163 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Today's guest is a former Navy SEAL who is also a best-selling fiction writer. Jack Carr will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. I do have to apologize for not posting the episode yesterday after I promised I would do so. I planned on putting out a one-year anniversary special edition in which I played some clips and told some stories. A few of you guys hit me up on Twitter wondering what happened to the episode. To be honest, I didn't like the quality of what I was putting out there. I definitely needed to spend more time piecing the clips together. So I wasn't just going to put it out there just to put something out there. I decided not to publish it. So I do apologize about that. But a nice compensation for that will be my guest list next week, which is off the charts. I'm going to be hitting you guys with a five-banger, five incredible fathers, including Nick Hoffman, who played in Kenny Chesney's band for 12 years, and he also now hosts Nick's Wild Ride on the Outdoor Channel. Matt Roloff, the star of Little People, Big World, will be here. Vincent Rocco Vargas, the former Army Ranger who turned actor and entrepreneur. He's currently starring in the Mayans MC on the FX Channel. Dakota Meyer, the Medal of Honor recipient and Marine hero, will be here with me as well. And of course, I'm going to close out the week with a Frogman Friday. So follow me on Instagram to find out who next week's featured Navy SEAL will be. All right, so is that an amazing lineup or what, guys? I mean, I have been blessed here to interview so many different men. I mean, I've had guys on this show that have been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Super Bowl MVPs. I've had congressmen, entrepreneurs, so many Navy SEALs, including a lot of SEAL Team 6 guys, best-selling authors. I mean, just fathers from all walks of life. And despite all of their amazing accomplishments, these guys all testify that becoming a dad has given them their greatest joy and sense of fulfillment in life. All right, that tells that says a lot about what fatherhood is all about. And many people have this idea that they need to reach a certain financial status or secure a certain title before they'll even consider having children. But the real wealth and success comes from having the children, and nobody is ever truly ready for the changes that that brings. And this is a Frogman Friday here, and the Navy SEALs, they are always preaching about the importance of getting comfortable being uncomfortable, and there's a good reason for that. I mean, seeking discomfort, it leads to growth and changes in your belief system that you never thought possible, and nothing forces you out of that comfort zone the way fatherhood does. I mean, it just disrupts your whole routine. It has you doing things and thinking things that you never could have imagined. I remember how awkward I felt the first time I ever changed the diaper, and then after having three boys, I felt like I was a pro. Then I had my daughter, and it was a whole new process and it made me feel uncomfortable all over again. So fatherhood is always changing, always evolving. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day on this podcast is Father's Day. So let's jump right into the action here. We are on a Frogman Friday. We have former Navy SEAL Jack Carr joining us now. I'm Alec Lace and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. 
All right. Joining me now is a first-class father. He is a former member of the United States Navy SEAL teams. He is the best-selling author of The Terminal List, which is a fictional military thriller. He has got a brand-new fictional book coming out, part two of that, True Believer, in July of this year. It is a big honor for me to say, Jack Carr, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Okay, here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? Oh, boy. Three kiddos, uh, daughter, 13, son, 11, and another son, 8. So we are in the thick of it. Yeah, I've got four myself. Our oldest is about to be a teenager next month, so we're ducking for cover over here. <laughs> I feel like ours has been a teenager for a while, even though she's only been actually 13 for a few months. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been there for years already. <laughs> uh, what type of sports or activities are they into? Oh, my goodness. Well, we live in the mountains, so uh, we moved up here. We finished our military time in San Diego and Coronado right there on the beach where they did some, some more beach-type activities. But uh, now that we're in the mountains, they're snowboarding and skiing and rock climbing and trail running and doing all those sorts of things. So uh, more mountain-specific type activities, which is great because those are the same things that, uh, that my wife and I like to do. So, uh, and I, I look at them as lifetime activities they can do for a lifetime. So it's uh, unlike soccer or lacrosse that they'll play through high school or college or maybe a little bit afterward in a, in a club team or something like that. They, these are things they can pass on to their kids and do with their kids and grandkids really forever. Yeah, very cool. All right, Jack, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Got it. So I was, uh, well, I was, uh, in the Navy, I was a Navy SEAL for 20 years. I uh, started as an enlisted SEAL and became an officer about six and a half years into it and went right back to the SEAL teams. And uh, from September 11th on, it was just a full-on sprint to the, uh, to the end of my time in the teams and got out, I think it's now two and a half years that I've been out. Um, and wanted to do that since I was a little kid, since I was seven years old and found out what SEALs were, and I wanted to be one. So, um, And I had a little bit to do with my grandfather being killed in World War II. He was a Marine aviator, so I knew I always wanted to join the military and do something. And uh, when I was seven, I found out what SEALs were. And interestingly enough, back then, so early 80s, there was not much written about SEALs. There was obviously no Internet. You couldn't just Google SEALs, couldn't Google Frogmen or whatever. Uh, so you had to go to the library. And my mom is a librarian, so she took me down there. We did some research. But interestingly enough, there were a lot of protagonists in novels back then, in fictional thrillers, that had backgrounds that I wanted to have in real life one day. So guys that were in Army Special Forces or guys that had been Navy SEALs or guys that had been you know, CIA operatives. So I naturally gravitated to those kind of books from guys like Tom Clancy, David Morrell, Nelson DeMille, A.J. Cornell, J.C. Pollock, Stephen Hunter. Um, and knew that after my time in the military, I wanted to write those kind of books. So as I was getting out of the military, I, I gave writing a shot and wrote a political military thriller and sent it off to Simon & Schuster, and they loved it, and next thing you know, we're off to the races. So my first novel was called The Terminal List, and that came out last March, and the second one is called True Believer, and that comes out this July. So that's, uh, that's the story. Uh, yeah, that brings us up to today. Awesome. And it is amazing how reading can change the course of your life. I'm a huge reader myself. I stress the importance of reading with my kids. Uh, let's get more into the reading and writing in just a second here. But uh, when did fatherhood first come into the picture for you, Jack? Were you on a deployment? Were you training? Were you on leave? Uh, when did that happen? And how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Right. So I guess we knew we were going to always going to have kids, but we never really talked about when. And for whatever reason, at about the same time, it hit both of us. I was on deployment. Uh, my wife was home, and we both kind of started thinking about it at the same time and talking about it 
uh, in an email back and forth to each other. So I think it was uh, Iraq in 2004, and uh, for whatever reason, it just kind of came up, and we said, hey, I think it's about time when I get home to start our start our family. It's about time. So I uh, got home, and, and uh, that's what happened. And uh, about two weeks after our uh, daughter was born, or maybe a week or it was less than that. It was less than a week after our daughter was born. Uh, I was back on the plane to to Iraq again for the the second Iraq deployment. So um, yeah, and then <laughs> and then they keep sh- kept showing up from there. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of how that went. Very cool. Yeah, and so much of the writing game has changed here with the emergence of both the ebook and now the audio book. Uh, what was the most challenging aspect of the whole process for you, from story conception up until the first book sale? What was the, what would you say was the most challenging part of it all? Yeah, that's a that's a because I loved every part of the of the process. I loved. I knew what I was going to do next. Now, my first, I identified my purpose in leaving the military, and that was to take care of my family. Um, but then I identified, well, hey, what was important to me. Um, and it helped me say yes and no to other opportunities as we were, were leaving, but I really knew that I wanted to write. And I loved every part of the process, coming up with the, uh, the theme, coming up with the outline, the synopsis, the title, actually writing it, the editing process. And usually you'll find an author that hates one part of that process. They'll hate trying to find the title or they'll hate the editing process or something along those lines. They just won't have a good time with one of those pieces of the puzzle. And for me, I've loved all of it. And I think that's because, well, one, I knew I always wanted to do it my whole life. Uh, and I'm so passionate about it. And I love reading these books. I'm a fan of this, uh, the, the, this genre uh, and reading, obviously, as well. So I really embraced the whole process and loved every part of it. What uh, I guess the challenging part is we were trying to say what's the most challenging, um, I guess it would be the part that I didn't expect. And the part I didn't expect was that this is really an entrepreneurial venture. This is a starting a small business. It's not just writing. And when I started, I thought it was just writing and editing and all, all those parts that are specific to, to that piece of publishing. And I didn't realize that, oh, this is starting a small business and this is figuring out uh, branding and co-branding um, and the publicity side of the house and how to use social media, marketing. Um, and so everything that's involved in starting up any small business uh, or any entrepreneurial type project also applies to writing. So uh, now I look at it as more, as more of an entrepreneurial type venture and figure out, okay, what, what is social media? <laughs> okay, how do you leverage that? How do you connect with people that, uh, that might like to read your kind of novel? That part uh, I guess would be challenging because I kept it as, at such a distance while I was in the military for security reasons. And now that I'm on the outside, I still struggle with that a little bit. Um, but I also realize hey, the, the power of social media and being able to reach people and let them know about your story. And people want to follow along, not just because you have a book, but uh, really because of other things like your lifestyle, your, uh, your transition from the military, uh, how you're raising your kids and your family. So all of that kind of plays into it as well, which is was fascinating to me and something I didn't think about, about at the outset. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Jack, in a lot of ways here. I'm just trying to get my product, which for me is my podcast. For you, it's the novels. Uh, Just trying to get it out in front of people. And so many of us now are on social media there, hoping to uh, grab the attention of the consumers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and podcasts have been great because I did a lot of uh, mostly AM type radio when the book came out. But those are, you know, those are out and then they're gone essentially, but podcasts live on and you can promote them your, you know, yourself and everybody that's on can, can help promote, your fans can help promote. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little, little different deal, obviously a little different audience than people that are still listening to AM radio in, in the car or maybe even in their house. 
but I think podcasts have been a big part of uh, the success of this first novel. Yeah, I love the podcasting platform. All right, Jack, 20 years in the Navy SEAL teams. I can only imagine that that has to include some crazy scenarios, some wild situations. Do you draw your fiction from your combat experiences, or does your real-world experience kind of um, get in the way of you trying to create a scene from your imagination? Right. So I wouldn't say, so yes, I draw from my experience, but what I didn't expect at the outset was what I was going to draw from. And what it ended up being is the emotions behind certain experiences that I had downrange, not for the actual experience, but for the emotion behind it. And what I did is I took those feelings and applied them to a fictional narrative. So as someone's reading this novel, it's 100% fiction, but what the protagonist is feeling, those came from my last 20 years. And I think that's why it's really resonating with people uh, is because it feels like it's an authentic read because of those feelings. And once again, when I started writing, I thought I was just going to write uh, a, a good adventure for people to read, an espionage tale, a you know, political military thriller for people to escape into on the beach or on a flight uh, you know, to their own vacation. Um, but it really ended up being a very therapeutic experience as I got to explore some of the emotions behind some of the experiences I had downrange. And uh, that's really, uh, really resonating with readers because it does break it out a little bit from, uh, from others in the field. Awesome. Now, are you... Okay, it is time to get an important word from our sponsors and then back with more from Jack Carr. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Seat Geek. Taking your kids to the ball game is one of the greatest experiences in all of fatherhood. And now, First Class Fatherhood has partnered with SeatGeek, and you could save $20 off your next ticket purchase by using the promo code First Class. That's one word, First Class. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show, a concert. SeatGeek has the best prices for a wide variety of events. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. Get over to www.seatgeek.com and use the promo code First Class to get $20 off your next ticket purchase. SeatGeek.com. Your kid's big into reading, Jack, like yourself. I mean, I know my oldest son, he knocked out the whole Harry Potter series. I have kids that, you know, they could take it or leave it when it comes to reading. Are your kids into reading, and what are they reading? Oh, this one kills me because uh, I read growing up constantly. And uh, with, with a mother who's a librarian, we were surrounded by books all the time. And I, you know, I tried to do the same thing with my kids, and I read to them uh, from the day they were brought home every single night. And they just didn't... Uh, you know, it, it didn't develop that same love for reading that I did growing up. So it just kills me. But I still read to our littlest one every night. And um, my daughter reads, she reads the Harry Potters, uh, that sort of thing. But, um, my gosh, these phones, you're competing with uh, the iPad and the iPhone. And it's just it's tough to tough to compete with, even when you put, put rules in place that limit time and, and all the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, some of the, the favorite ones that I loved reading with the kids are the same ones that, that my mom read to me growing up. And I still remember those times that we would spend reading together. And uh, so I took those, those same books and read them to my kids, like Where the Wild Things Are, uh, uh, Great Lessons, Henry the Explorer series, love those. Uh, the Giving Tree, of course, it's hard to make, make it through that one without shedding a tear. Love uh, that by Shel Silverstein. Um, of course, earlier, the Dr. Zeus's. Uh, uh, and then I like the ones that have that outdoor type uh, element to them as well. So Hatchet by Gary Paulson. And then uh, one my mom read to me was called My Side of the Mountain. Uh, about this kid that goes and escapes into upstate state New York, essentially runs away and just learns to survive in the, the wilderness up there, living in, living in a tree and befriending a peregrine falcon. And uh, that one really had an impact. So I read all those same ones to, to my kids. But, um, but yeah, they, uh, they didn't, they don't just 
go and go for a book right away. If you have that iPad or that iPhone, they're moving towards that or that Nintendo Switch. That's the newest one. Uh, they they definitely choose those <laughs> over the book every single time, which which just kills me. Yeah, and don't get me started with the Fortnite. Gosh, I hear you. Um, another series there I wanted to mention was Brad Meltzer, who has that I Am series, and I think that that's a, a phenomenal series and a great way to introduce you know so many interesting characters fr- from history you know to our kids. Oh yeah, no, I have all those and uh, have read them to the kids and need to need to revisit them actually. So um, yeah, those are great series, and I love that he did that. Absolutely love that he took uh, took on that. Uh, uh, that, that that challenge and, and uh, introduce kids to some, some real heroes out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jack, if they were going to turn your books into a movie, would you be the one playing the protagonist, or do you have a certain actor in mind that would be playing the lead? So I'd be careful how I answer this one, because the, uh, the person I thought of as playing the main character uh, as I was writing, so uh, through a very random series of events, that person end, ended up, uh, optioning it for for a film, so um, it's uh, you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, amazing that the actual per- the one person that I thought about playing the protagonist, James Reese, uh, playing him in the movie, is the person the, the first person that reached out. And I had a few different uh, movie deals on the table, and I chose his just because you know the way the universe works. Something was something was telling me to go with that one. So uh, so there was really no question. I chose uh, I chose him, but I can't I can't let the cat out of the bag and to, to who that is yet, but. Everyone will know who know, know the name once he announces, and hopefully they do that soon. Okay, very cool. And the new book is dropping in July. What can you tell my listeners about True Believer? Yeah, so it comes out July 30th, and it was, uh, it was supposed to come out uh, April 2nd, but uh, because of my past security clearances, I'm required to submit everything, even though it's fiction, to the Department of Defense Office of Pre-Publication and Review. And they went through it. In the first book, uh, The Terminalist, they took out about nine sentences. Um, and I got it back in 45 days. They advertised 30. So this time around, I submitted it on, I think it was July 19th of 2018, and just got it back a couple weeks ago. So they took about seven months this time for their 30-day review. Um, so that uh, meant we missed our we missed our window to get it out in April. So now it's coming out uh, July 30th. But True Believer really, well, the first one was a story of revenge, revenge without constraint. Uh, the second one here really is a story of redemption, redemption and transition. So I got to tap into those feelings of transitioning for military service, both my own and what I saw in others. And the, the, the main core element of the story comes from something that happened in Iraq, an actual event that happened in Iraq in 2006. And uh, I thought, hey, what if I took this, this event and made it a lot more interesting by turning, this, turning it into fiction? And that was really the, the kickoff point for, for True Believer, and everything just flowed from there. So while the first one was focused more uh, domestic, very hard-hitting, very visceral, this, uh, this second one goes international and explores that theme of redemption. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Would you ever consider a nonfiction book, Jack? Like, I know many Navy SEALs, they come out with their memoirs or their autobiography. Is that something that's on the table for you? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that did a lot more than I did. Uh, in the SEAL teams, and uh, I think I'm going to stick to stick to fiction. Okay, good enough. Where can my listeners go to find out more about you, and where can they buy the novels? Great. So uh website is officialjackcar.com, and there's a lot of stuff on there for people that want to deep dive into some of the weapons and, that are used in the in the novel. So in the novel, I give some you know descriptions and talk about where they came from, but for the real gearheads, 
that want to deep dive into some of the sniper weapon systems or into the M4 or the knives used in the book, they can jump on that website, officialjackcar.com, and uh, and get on the blog and really explore some of those some of those weapons. So that's that's there for them. Um, and then social media. So although very new to me, I am Jack Car USA on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Though Instagram and Twitter are really the ones where I interact with people uh, and post uh, almost daily. So uh, Jack Carr USA on the socials, uh, but if, uh, if if it's on Facebook, three was just too many. Uh, two is almost too many, but three was 100% too many. So I really focus on the uh, on the Instagram and the Twitter uh, in, in reaching out to people and and, uh, and and engaging with people. So uh, feel free to reach out anytime, and then the books are available anywhere they're sold. And what also another thing I didn't anticipate was how popular uh, the audio books are. And I guess that's because I'm a I'm a physical book type guy. But uh, uh, this guy named Ray Porter did the audio, did the narration for the audio, and he brought a whole fan base with him, and he did a fantastic job, knocked it out of the park, and uh, the audio book is extremely popular. So um, wherever books are sold, the books are available, and uh, yeah, looking forward. I'm jumping into to book three and book four right now at the same time to get those uh, get those moving forward as well. So uh, I just feel very fortunate to be to be doing something that I love so much. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Jack, I am guilty of listening to the audiobooks, especially as I drive Uber and Lyft on the weekends. I mean, I've always got a book in my ear now, and I, I guess it still kind of feels like cheating to me, but I mean, I really do enjoy it, especially uh, when the narrator is as top-notch like the one you got. Yeah, and I think for people that listen to podcasts, I think it's, uh, it's a natural thing for them, and even people that are on socials, particularly Instagram, I think those people graduate, uh, uh, kind, of, kind of lean towards uh, the audiobook as well. And I got very lucky with uh, with Ray Porter. He's just amazing. Um, and we actually were nominated. I should say he was nominated for an Audible Book Award this year. And so we went to New York and did the whole thing out there. And it was incredible seeing the terminal list up there with Stephen King's new novel, with Joe Nesbo's. And it was just incredible to see it up with those names that I've been reading and looking up to for years. So, um, yeah, I feel very fortunate to, to have been paired up with, with Ray for that. He's just an amazing guy. Awesome. I'm going to include a link to your website in the description of this podcast episode. This way, my listeners can just tap the link, get over there, and find out more about it. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Jack, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Got it. Well, try to enjoy it. It's not going to last forever. And uh, yeah, my wife said no after the third one, so otherwise I would have had four, five, six of these little guys running around. But uh, yeah, enjoy it because it's going to go quick. And don't be afraid to let those kids fail. I think uh, uh, you have to learn how to deal with failure in life and get back up and keep moving forward because that is really what life's all about. So um, failure is a part of it and uh, embrace it. Well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. You are a first-class father. I got to say thank you for your service and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Thanks so much for having me on. Looking forward to doing it again sometime. Okay, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Jack Carr for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. I got an amazing guest list for you guys next week. It's a five-banger. I'm going to have... 
Nick from Nick's Wild Ride here, Nick Hoffman. I'm going to have the star of Little People, Big World, Matt Roloff. I got Vinny Rock, Vincent Rocco Vargas. We got Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer stopping by the podcast. We're also going to have another Navy SEAL with us for Frogman Friday. You do not want to miss out. Next week is going to be lit. So I hope you enjoy your weekend out there with the kids. Fatherhood rocks. You know that. That's all I got for you guys this week. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Sometimes